0: We hit the bacon then we took out all these fucking ones Yeah, I'm the guy's one No, I'm not the I want But i am a fucking turn up Until I see the morning sun Set that tiger bone Got the henny up Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness No more pussy
1: for bitch Hello, hey, come get Adam. <laughs> My by Are a we recording? Oh shit! Birth Power of a Nation. We're definitely not watching Birth of a Nation right now. No. This this is the con man podcast. What's going on, everybody?
2: Hello, hello, everybody. Is we it? we weren't watching Birth of a Nation. We were just <laughs> like reading reviews on um on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we want to see. How how evil some of that stuff is. I mean, I think it's I think it's a triumph of filmmaking. It's history. You can't just not talk about
1: this movie because this movie Woodrow Wilson played in the White House. Yes, and he was trying to tell people what was happening to his country.
2: Yes, uh, Variety magazine gives it a, a positive, fresh review.
1: So, is it a good movie? So, people actually liked it when you go. So let me let me let me go back to it real fast. Cuz it has a good
2: it has good reviews. That's crazy. The people who put it, that it's fresh mm-hmm. actually have a reason like a reason to argument like 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 we we understand what this is, but mm-hmm. you know, it's you know like this guy right here artistically, technically and culturally the importance of Griffith's celebrated vilified deeply troubling civil war masterpiece cannot be overstated masterpiece. Right? And then you have this dude is just like, you can make all the arguments in the world, but it's still impossible to look past the racial politics. Gay. What fuck is, you. It's 2023. That's all anyone gives a fuck about is racial politics. What are you talking about? Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's <laughs> so my guest. uh Oh, not guest fucking co-host. We are our, our guest uh had to drop out. But uh, co-host, Adam Hester over here. What's going
2: on, buddy? Hi, buddy. Uh, you know, chilling, chilling. I'm just, I've, I got a lot of, I got a lot of champions sent me over a bunch of these like reverse weave hoodies. Yeah. They're pretty comfortable, right? Yeah. We look great. Yeah. yeah we,
1: we, we, Adam had the great idea to, to wear these hoodies with the glasses for, for our topic today. Yes. We're talking about the Unabomber.
2: The Unabomber. Which is. Theodore. Kazinski,
1: yes very interesting guy I I've been looking into him like it took me like three days to write this episode because it's so interesting there's so much to it that I, just writing
2: this episode it was, it was it was a fun it was a fun deep dive it goes deep it goes deep and it goes in a lot of different directions
1: it goes yeah it's it, it's it's so strange and like just all the stuff with when he eventually got arrested. Which we'll talk about towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. He went to this prison that Timothy McVeigh was at, and the guy that bombed uh, the World Trade Center. Yeah, just yeah. just a Hall of Fame level of bombers.
2: That's right. That's right. It's the uh, it's the Olympic dream team NBA. Um, just like, like it was. It's like the dream team. Like, wonder what they talked about. Whatever fucking year the Olympics that was, like ninety two. When it was like Jordan, oh yeah, Magic and Johnson, Larry Bird. Wasn't there a something. bombing at 1992? Wasn't that the Atlanta, the Atlanta uh, Olympics? No, that was '96. That was Atlanta.
1: Okay, Atlanta. That's the
2: one. Uh, Kurt Angle won a gold medal in uh, freestyle wrestling with a broken neck.
1: Dude, that guy was a fucking amazing. Yeah, I hated him because he never lost. Every time I'd watch him in wrestling, I was like, came out with a singlet. Yep. I was like,
2: what? Well, that was that was was, kick his his whole gimmick, dude. Is he was like a real wrestler? Yeah, he but he was like a like an asshole. Mm -hmm. But when he actually won the Olympics, he did it with a broken neck. With a broken neck, how the fuck did he do that? I don't know, dude. Wrestlers are super fucking tough, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, they really are. Especially the ones on 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 the WWE WWF back then. They would fucking. Like mankind. Mankind's one of the toughest people ever to live.
2: That dude had an an ear ripped off during a match. Yeah, and he finished. Did he win that match? I'm sure he did. I don't know if he won it, but his ear got ripped off.
1: Imagine having your ear ripped off.
2: Like, was it the
1: whole thing? Like, or was it just like the lobe? Was it like Mike
2: Tyson? It was, I mean, not Mike Tyson, Vander Holyfield? It was his whole ear. You can look it up. Damn, there's a, there's a, actually I could probably just look up. A yeah, picture pop it up. I want to see this um, now. I want to see because we
1: have the capabilities now because now we have we have the A10 Mini over here. Mm-hmm. We have the Ninja V over here for our monitor, and then we have our big monitor for so I can look over there, so I don't have to look at the little monitor. It's recording on there, hooked up to our laptops. We're running a, a real we're running a real operation over here, so. Thank you to the Patreon people for that, because your Patreon uh, contributions are helping us build this studio, yes sir, to where it is right now. So like this, th- this is all this is all you guys.
2: Let's see.
1: This might be hard to find. This whole uh, was it? Mankind or, my, or Cactus Jack used to. Well, used there was to get a period of time where he
2: was three characters. Mm-hmm. There was there was Mankind, mm-hmm. Cactus Jack, and. Dude, love, dude, love, yeah. That his okay, least so popular one. Here's a, here's a photo. This is what McFoley's ear looks like. Oh fuck! Does it still look like that? Well, yeah. It's not like his ear
1: grew back. I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's like a like a like like, like a like lizard Man, bottom a fucking
2: ear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna buy you. A, I'm gonna buy you a brand new ear. <laughs> you don't need yeah. that other ear. You Tell know, that ear is fire. It's fire.
1: We're gonna be in a cage match, and the winner gets a new ear.
2: <laughs> That'd be cool. Winner gets a new ear, <laughs> even if you don't need it. We don't. They don't do insurance there. You get you, you, get, you get the the body parts that you that were dismembered in a match. <laughs> Should we just look up fucking Mick Foley getting thrown off the hell in the cell when he wrestled the Undertaker? Oh man, I can't. That that is unbelievable. I remember watching that with my brother, and I'm like, "I, th- I think the taker killed that guy." <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to school and like, and and
1: just boasting. I was like, "You, you think that's fake? Is that fake to you? Does that look fake to you? There's no way that's fake."
2: Yeah, and it, it's like it's so fun. Like the amount of damage he took in that fucking, and yeah. that fucking shit was. Oh
1: god. Now he's an author. Like he's like a yeah he's actually author. he's
2: actually pretty sure I'm sure I'm sure he has tons of CTE but like he seems he seems cool I've seen him a lot of interviews with him
1: I've never read his books I wonder if he's like a if if, if he's like a good author if he can apparently write.
2: Yeah, apparently he's a really good writer that's crazy I read Chris Jericho's autobiography oh god it's really good is it really yeah it's good <laughs> like he was around during the fucking you know the kind of Wild West days he really was okay so this is this is fucking. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Oh no. Oh lord.
1: <laughs> fuck yeah. Look like how
2: high that is. And then look, he's going to jump on him. <laughs> he's oh. looking up. No, he's. The Entertainer's not trying to jump on nah, him. No, he's like, fuck that. That
1: is uh, insane.
2: Uh, <laughs> just this, that sound is so sick. He's like, see ya, bye. (laughs) Goddamn! Oh my God, they killed him!
1: Fucking Jerry Lawler was like,
2: yes. (laughs) He was pumped. Fuck yeah, dude! Jim Ross was fired up about that. It was cool.
1: Oh, Jim Ross! Fuck, I messed that up. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Good old, good old Jr. Jr. Man. Just I don't, I don't even know who calls it anymore.
2: It's been so long since I've seen okay, Michael Cole, who sucks. I don't know why that guy still has a job. Yeah. See, I don't even know who that is. Exactly. You're better off not knowing. Good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the Unibomber I uh, I guess you can call him one of the most successful like bomber, like domestic terrorist bomber of all time just because of longevity. Like he did it for a long time. It was like like 20 years. And then no one knew who the fuck he was. He probably would have got away with it if it wasn't for his brother.
2: One for those snooping brothers.
1: Yeah, David Kaczynski and his fucking cunt wife. His wife. Well, the thing about his wife, because I was watching this on a documentary about um, about. It's called Fuck. I don't remember what it's called, but um, this is four four part documentary. A. In there, in like throughout the thing is it's it's in his own words. I think it's called in in his own words. Fuck, Mm -hmm. I should know this, but I exited all all out of my thousand fucking tabs. But he hated his brother's uh, wife. Yeah. So like, whenever he got married, because he was he's really the one of the original. I wouldn't say original incels, but he's like he was an incel before incels were things. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He had issues meeting women, and he didn't know how to talk to them. He was just weird. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's not too wild to say that that the Unabomber was a fucking weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, just listen to hot him. Hot
2: take. Hot take. Holy shit. Full of hot takes over here. The, you want to see the uh, the the second Mankind? Yes. Pop it up. So, he he fell off the fucking the top of the cell. Mm-hmm. And he dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they and they they totally put him on a stretcher, and we're just gonna roll him out. And then he got up, and they were like, "Don't go back." And he's like, "I'm going back." And he climbs up on top of the cage, and the Undertaker does this to him. We don't need the music. Look at that fall, dude. Man, what a fucking legend. I I saw the Undertaker on uh, Mike Tyson's terrible fucking podcast and um the undertaker is it terrible? It's it's not great. Mike Tyson actually is a pretty good writer. I read his autobiography. I've heard that. It's really good. Um,
1: it comes from a damaged man.
2: Well, he's got story. He's super honest about yeah. everything. Like he's like every time like that dude was scared before every fight. Really? Yeah, he's just like terrified to fight, mm-hmm. but then he'd go out there and fucking just murder everybody.
1: Yeah, we also forgave him for rape. We're just like, yeah. I didn't. We're
2: fine. <laughs> uh, no, everyone, 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 just, everyone just like forgave that. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if we forgive him, then we gotta let Roman Polanski fucking come back to the United States. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's gonna come back and make movies. We don't care if he rapes some kids. Yeah. But Mike Tyson... Didn't rape kids. He
2: raped a, adults. An adult woman. Yeah. Somehow
1: she could have. She could have fought back. No, she could have
2: she fought back. <laughs> Those kids could. Oh have. yeah. So the Undertaker was on Mike Tyson's uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, that last one where he fell through the fucking cage, like that wasn't planned. <laughs> and he's like, uh, <laughs> I, he's like, I was like looking through the hole in the cage. He's like, uh, I think I killed him because <laughs> the first one they planned, yeah. he was just like, just throw me off the cage, like he's like, I'll. I can hit the table; it'll be fine. And he Undertaker's like, "All right," and he fucking threw him off the cage. But he, when he fell through the cage, he was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I think I killed him." <laughs> Dude, I, I I used to think. Remember, like early
1: Undertaker, When yeah, they would put him course. in the coffin, I when I was a kid, I thought that he was really killing those people. Like he, I like was, when he
2: killed the Ultimate Warrior, when they put him in the fucking, they put it, he he sealed him inside of a casket. Yeah, Paul Bearer freaked me out. I was oh so- yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: was, oh,
2: I was so terrified of him. He was like I, Tiny Tim. That's what he sounded like. Yeah. He he looked like Tip-toe a through the tulips. Undertaker. <laughs> oh yes He was Danny DeVito on
1: on uh uh. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he was where he was supposed to be the judge for the for the pageant for those kids. You ever seen that
2: episode? No. Oh my what? god! I, I almost want you to I, pop it. I don't up. watch TV. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. It's a, it's an episode. Always oh, Sunny in Philadelphia that's like a Rocky s- sequel. Yeah,
1: exactly. Cool. Comedy. No, it's actually serious. It's a really oh, serious show. Okay. But yeah, um so yeah, so this guy, the unobomber, Ted Kaczynski,
2: he did it for a long time. I, I guess You were saying something about he's like the most awesome, successful, crushing it. Yeah, he was I mean, he Hype but, beast of a fucking bomber of
1: all time. Yeah, longevity, he was great. He was like the Emmett Smith of fucking domestic terrorists. <laughs> like, he, he put up numbers that no one will ever touch. Like, 20 years yeah. not being caught as as a bomber cannot be done today. Guarantee sure. it. Like, Emmett Smith, no one's breaking that rushing record. Because yeah. it's it just the league's not like that anymore. That's how it is with domestic. That's why no one does bombs anymore. Because it's easy to track. Is like, it? all the forensic stuff. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, you have to be a genius. What, the thing about Ted Kaczynski was... He was a fucking genius. He was a hunt. he had an IQ of 170. Is that a lot? Yeah, I think um, I think anything over 150 you're considered a genius. I think
2: mine's like 150 less than that. Yeah, I think so too. I I don't even want to take an IQ test because I think it would be like a lot lower. We should take an IQ test for like a Patreon episode. We should. Show everybody how fucking stupid we are. <laughs> yeah, I would hide it. Oh like man, what what if I'm like close to being a retard? I
1: would be. What do you mean if? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid what, what the results would show. You're, I'm doing an AIDS test. Yeah, uh, I know, but like,
2: unless you want to do an AIDS test on the show.
1: Yeah, and then like everyone's gonna like feel sorry for me. I'm just gonna walk in the room like, hey, you okay? I won't. <laughs> do you want something? You want something to eat? Do you, are you tired? You want to take a nap? That actually might be nice. Actually, I should take the IQ. Having what? Having AIDS?
2: Oh, it's AIDS too.
1: I mean, we cured AIDS. Isn't that wild? You cured fucking AIDS? No one's talking about it?
2: I I mean, I used to, I had a, uh, a, uh, I I knew a guy who was uh, taking like PrEP and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And apparently, it completely fixed his uh, sex life. Yeah. And he was uh, HIV positive.
1: No better time to be gay than right now. Like, you are, I mean, you're fucking, if you're gay, you're like, well, that's kind of cool. Like yeah.
0: you, you can lo-
2: literally do anything you want if you're gay. I love like get the fuck all the time. Angry based fucking gay dudes. Those are my favorite people. Yeah. Especially old, old gay dudes. are My like, favorite. Like old gay dudes who are like these fucking kids today. Like <laughs> they're like, they're not trying to be young. They're like, fuck everyone under the age of whatever age I am. Yeah. Those are my favorite kind of people.
1: Yeah. They, they hate the new gays. I like that they're in. It's a like civil the neighbor war.
2: across the street in fucking Home Alone. It's mm-hmm. like that dude, but imagine he's gay. Yes, that's exactly how it is. Those are like my favorite fucking people when I lived in the Bay Area. Yeah, one of my mom's uh, like best
1: friends. He was a, he was a gay guy. His name was Vince. Um, died of AIDS, but uh, he was really fun. <laughs> he was fun, man. B- he, before
2: he before we prep. cured it, according to you.
1: Yeah, we we. If he would have lived for like maybe ten years more, <laughs> he would be fucking alive right now. That's crazy. I don't think he died of AIDS. I'm I'm, I'm making the, yeah, I mean, AIDS you can far. say that. About he, did, he did die though. If Tom
2: Sizemore lived an extra month, he would be alive right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If John F. Kennedy didn't get shot in the head, yeah, he could theoretically be alive right now. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: You, you, you could have survived that today. You just put that... People it, don't it, survive <laughs>
2: gunshot wounds like they used to.
1: Yeah. They, to the head. It, it was It was all Jackie O's fault. She could have... She should have took the bullet. She She should have held the brain and held it together like fucking clay. And yeah. then just taken it to the hospital. I, I think you do that today. You, su- you yeah, like save a tooth, that person. You put it
2: in milk and then you go to the dentist and they just put it back in.
1: Yeah, just have like a jar. Put the
2: brain in milk and then put it back in the yeah, skull. We're going to put this
1: brain back together. JFK could have survived today, but anyway, um, yeah. So where, where was I at? So Ted Kaczynski, responsible, super, super cool, super cool, cool guy, Hall of Fame bomber. I yeah. don't know if, if you can put anyone ahead of him. I guess you could. I guess you can put the FBI number one because they blew up the Oklahoma City, like uh, the Murray Building. They're and number one. They're number one, and then they just pin it on the they they blew up the World Trade Center twice. They yeah. blew up the Pentagon. So FBI, one. Ted Kaczynski, two. And he's just one guy. He's just one guy. FBI had a whole thing. At least the FBI told, every, like he told their people at Oklahoma City, uh, at the Murray building. They're just like, all right. Everyone take the day off. Take the day off, except for the kids. Leave the kids in there, because someone's got to die. They're not afraid to kill kids.
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like, you, like everyone's expendable. Mm-hmm. If you want them to be,
1: yeah, unless you're like pretty I, I, high up and you have some
0: good information. Imagine
2: that, like if you like, what's the trade-off? Mm-hmm. There, I'm sure there's mathematicians in there. They're like, okay, we will find out exactly where. I don't know. Name your fucking terrorist. We'll know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. But a hundred children have to die in order to get that information. Yeah. I'm sure someone weighs that. And there's is like, is, well, it, is that worth it? It's also, it makes, it, it puts it on the top. When kids
1: start dying, people, like, people, like, with real, like, moral characters will be like, I mean, they're, they're thinking about kids dying. FBI doesn't give a fuck. The government, they're like, they're just kids. Who cares? They don't. People die every day. People die every day, B. Every day.
2: You know, that's why I can work for the FBI. I'm like, bitches, people die every day. Yeah. That, that, You're that's gonna just, die anyways. Yeah. Like they they didn't have a job. What are, how are they contributing? They're contributing that they're leeching off the system. Yeah. With yeah. their juice boxes. No more juice boxes and their fucking their their fucking Nintendo switches. That's their bums. Yeah, when
1: they're when they're over here when they have to cut off, like they're like, We we need to start cutting some programs. Like daycare. That's how they cut it. Yeah. In the
2: most epic way possible. Get rid of daycare. Daycare is the worst thing mm-hmm. that I had to endure as a as a young child. Yeah, not fun. My mom just left me, me and my brother alone in our shitty ghetto ass apartment in Manteca, California. She said, "Don't open the door to anybody."
1: Yes. Yeah, lock. What is it called? a lock something child. Were you latch latch key? More idiot. <laughs> IQ <laughs> test coming up. <laughs>
2: that you know that's a are you afraid that that is a question like you, <laughs> yeah like what type of child what's it called when a child ha- doesn't have a parent at home but comes and goes at at their leisure lucky it's lucky right you're lucky Lo- martin yeah no fuck. Lock, Lockheed Ricky Martin, as a kid. <laughs> Did I get it right? They're like, no, you're you have a your your IQ is 38.
1: <laughs> They're like, all you talk about is conspiracy theories. Are you 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 are special? You're an idiot. Like the other day out, so I was driving around. I was I was like working the other job, and I was telling the guy this driving guy that,
2: yourself around in a short bus. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was I was in the. Um, I was riding around the truck with with uh, one of the other guys, and this guy's like clearly autistic. He's he's a little different. That's cool. And um, I was I was telling him about MK Ultra, and I was telling him about the um, Midnight Climax, and then he had never heard about all this stuff. And I was describing to him. He's like, "All right, that's enough. I don't want to hear that. It's disgusting." <laughs> he just <laughs> you're like, tell." Like, yeah, like, no, you t- t- t-
2: t- you're like, that's you're like that's why it keeps happening because yeah. we just don't talk about it.
1: Yeah. There's, like, certain people, like, I guess I can't talk to everyone about this kind of stuff. Because I'm, I'm, like, I might radicalize somebody, and they might do something kind of crazy. Good. Yeah. So, Ted Kaczynski. We're going to save some lives. We will save some lives. Like, I, I, I want the world to be more based. But that I don't actually, no, I don't. Because when everyone starts talking about it, then I'll be like, I'm like I don't know. I don't think the government's that bad. I,
2: I want the world to be, like, how... Morgan Freeman talks about Black History Month. <laughs> How does he talk about Black History Month? Did you ever see that Mike Wallace interview? Where, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You never seen the, the... Oh, let me pull that up. All right,
1: pull,
0: pull it it's, up.
2: It's really great. I, I mean, I definitely don't believe... Uh, he gonna, I, I don't see eye to eye with Morgan Freeman on, you know, certain, you know, things. But he, he also this is like a famous kind of fucking thing. And it's, it's really great. Morgan Freeman also was
1: accused of, like kind of like molesting his granddaughter and also he has like what? A, yeah. What are you talking about? Morgan Freeman. He's I'll I'll, I'll pop that up. Well, and I won't pop it up, but I'll look it up making sure I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about a, a great man. Freeman uh molesting granddaughter.
2: <laughs> and your computer is a, it just crashes. Dude,
1: uh, it's like <laughs> Okay, you want to see this shit? let uh, it's hold on. Before we we, we pop that up, uh, the article says, Morgan Freeman accused of having an affair with granddaughter. This is newidea.com. Oh, let's see. All right, there's more. Morgan Freeman blamed for granddaughter's
2: death. Oh, my God. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's blamed for granddaughter's death. And this is on on the mirror. What, did she die while he was molesting her? Uh, It said, more, this is the name
1: of the Because it could be article. an accident. Morgan Freeman blamed for granddaughter's death after sexual abuse claims. Morgan Freeman has been blamed for the death of granddaughter after he was accused of sexually abusing her when she was a younger court heard uh in an emotional sentencing of Lamar Davenport who was found guilty of killing Deanna Hines the convicted man's mother made this shocking allegation against the Hollywood store holy shit there's there's a whole this is kind of wild I didn't even know all this stuff that Morgan Freeman oh my God there there's some there, there, there's some deep diving into Morgan Freeman This is why you guys come and tune into the show. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here. Came for the Unabomber,
0: we with the Morgan
1: Freeman being a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, you want (laughs) to pop that (laughs) video up? You ready? Uh, sure. All right, let's go. Here we go. Black
0: History Month, you find ridiculous?
2: What? You're gonna relegate my history to a month? Oh, come on. What do you do with yours? Which month is White History Month?
0: Well, well, uh, well, come on. Okay. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm, month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one.
2: Oh. Oh, why not? Do you want one? No, no, no. I, I, I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month.
1: I want to fuck by your granddaughter, granddaughter month.
2: How are we going to get rid of racism?
0: Stop talking about it based i'm gonna stop calling you a white man yeah. and i'm gonna ask you to stop calling me
2: a black man i know you as mike wallace you know me as Lord, my friends you know black you, you never saw that, that great? i've never seen that that's,
1: a, that's actually pretty thought-provoking it's yeah. not pro, that because that's how i kind of see all this shit anyway i don't like, like stop talking about it yeah, once you stop I, talking about know it, it's, it's I, gone.
2: I think a lot of racism would go away in the world or people just being, like, freaked out by fucking white people, black people, if, if they would watch more movies. Like, wha- there's mm-hmm. a scene in uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Have you ever seen Escape from Alcatraz? Star- it's a uh, starts Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a scene where uh, Clint Eastwood is, like, uh, he plays a real-life criminal, and he... Um, he escape from a bunch of prisons and they put them on Alcatraz and they're like, you're never going to escape from this. It's in the middle of the ocean. And, um, there's, there's like all these, these like cement steps in the yard that everyone Mm -hmm. sits on. And like the main, like kind of like shot color, black dude of the prison, he sits on like the top step. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Clint Eastwood goes up there. He goes up to just go sit on the steps with everyone else. And he sits on like a step below, like the black dude, and the black dude says, I figure there's two reasons why you didn't sit on my step. One, because you're scared or you just hate niggers. And he's like, which one is it, boy? And then Clint Eastwood, he's like, are you scared? And Clint Eastwood gets up and sits next to the guy and goes, no, I just hate niggers. <laughs> but not in like a racist way. Like the dude respected him. Yeah, because Clint Eastwood knew what the guy was doing. He was the word t- just makes me he laugh. He was testing now. him, and then that, and, the, and then the two of them were like buddies after that. Like that was like pre Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you know, it's like my my black friend in fucking prison. It's like that shit started in Escape from Alcatraz, and that dude was like the guy who kind of helped Clint Eastwood get out of prison, but the dude didn't know. Yeah, because he was kind of like trying to break out of prison on the sneak tip, right? Yeah, Cause it, because because. Unlike Shawshank Redemption, Clint Eastwood's character broke out of prison with three other guys. Mm-hmm. And one guy didn't make it out of a cell, but the, it was Clint Eastwood and two other guys fucking made it off of Alcatraz. But just that one scene of like, like, there's only two reasons why I didn't sit on my step. And it's like, it totally breaks apart the tension, the racial tension yeah. of black guys and white guys. I mean, it's probably not really like that in really in prison, but it's a thing of like like we don't have to be afraid of each other as mm-hmm. long as we respect each other. That's what that entire scene was about. It wasn't about like it's Clint Eastwood saying the N-word or the guy being like calling the white prisoner boy. Yeah. It was like dude try to like test his power dynamic and then Clint Eastwood kind of like matched that fucking power dynamic and then the dude's like, okay, I can respect you. Yeah, You're not some, like, punk, and you're not some dude who's trying to, like, fuck with me. So then they became buddies after that. I'm like, people should watch Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. Because really, the only conflict that Clint Eastwood has is with white dudes. The warden, there's this guy named Bull, who kind of looks like King Kong Bundy. Yeah. And he tries to fucking rape Clint Eastwood in the shower, and then Clint Eastwood whoops his ass, and then Bull tries to fucking stab Clint Eastwood on the yard. Yeah. And who fucking warns him? The black dude is like... Yo, bull's coming for you, and he's got his back turned. He's like, he's like, is his hand cupped? He's like, yeah, which hand? He's like his right hand. And Cleaning Switch takes off his jacket, turns around, and throws his jacket on the dude's face and just fucking boxes him up. Yeah. It's just like like you wanna see fucking diversity? Watch oh. the Escape from Alcatraz. Okay. You don't need to watch fucking a Marvel movie or some fucking Disney Plus bullshit.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's Watch a like, skate. Yeah, I was I was watching Aladdin with okay, my a professional. daughter. I know about these things. Yeah, I was watching Aladdin w- with my daughter the other day and they had a, a little intro It was like, "Uh, oh, this there's some racist depictions in this film." Like I had a whole thing in the beginning. I was like, "Come on. They put a warning on the 90s." Mhm. They there's Aladdin. A, there's a few movies on on Disney Plus that has that. Really? Yeah. it, it it's it's dumb. It almost, it, they were like,
2: genies don't really exist. The, <laughs> yeah, you like, don't want to. It's a fucking
1: cartoon. <sighs> yeah,
2: yeah. But, but it's like, what? Okay, you would be interesting to see what kind of cartoons come out of that part of the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. is it okay for them to kind of make light of the Western countries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or is know. that racist? I don't know. It, it just like they're they're
1: they're kind of riding themselves into a corner. Pretty soon, it, it, it just it can't be about anything anymore. Yeah, it because it, when when you think about there, they they have a whole section mm-hmm. with uh black stories. Yeah, you're just like, man, we're this this is like it's so you're segregating movies and TV shows now. What are we doing? I agree with awful. Morgan
2: Freeman. Like, Black History is, is American history. Yeah, it's or American whatever history. country you're from. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it could be France because America can be you know but, uh, but fucking also, Holland. You know, anywhere where like. There's black people but, like people have their stories and whatever particular countries there. And I mean, it's different if, if, if like maybe you're doing a story about the civil war mm-hmm. or uh civil rights movement or something like that, where it's something specifically race related, mm-hmm. but it's like, don't insert those racial conflicts into a story. That's not even supposed to be about that. Yeah. But, It's about a guy who's trying to pretend to be a prince so he can fuck a princess, and he has his fucking magic genie friend to help him kind of create that illusion.
1: Jasmine, right? Jasmine is maybe the hottest- Aladdin
2: is about a dude who's trying to fuck. Yeah, it it really
1: is. Jasmine is the hottest princess of all the princesses on on Disney.
2: did Did you tell your kid that when you were watching it?
1: Yeah, I was telling my daughter, like, see that one? That's the hottest one. I would fuck her on that magic carpet.
2: Oh, no, I wouldn't tell her that.
1: Not my daughter- Oh, <laughs> I, I imagine it though. I, I can't imagine anything sexual. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> your dad would put grown people stains yeah. on that carpet. Yeah. I'll be like, uh, turn it off. Damn it. This bullshit. You shouldn't be watching this. I don't ever want you wearing a shirt where I can see your belly button.
2: I love it when fucking like foreign countries have their own take on American shit. Yeah. You, did you know there's, there's like an Indian version of uh, a nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. Oh, there's also the it's, the. It's, it's the, called Maha Call, and it just rips off a Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you but, seen? But the, it adds some like Bollywood shit to it for no reason. Oh, have you seen the the Indian thriller? Yeah, dude, that is all those movies. They call them like Turkish thriller, Turkish Spider Man. Even though can it's can you not please Turkish.
1: find Indian thriller? Because that's my fa- that's one of my
2: favorite things that's, ever. And that's in one of those. Fucking movies.
1: Yeah, Indian thriller is great. I know we we're talking about the Unabomber today, but I just we, we gotta see Indian uh, fucking thriller real fast because it's so amazing. It's my favorite thing ever. I I remember I would play every time I would get drunk. Oh, you got on, it. Yeah, that was fast. Um, yeah, every time I would be at a party. Like, hey, have you have you heard of Indian thriller? <laughs> Did you find it? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Oh here we go. Look at this dude. Kay. He looks like he washes dishes. Skip till they start where they start singing. There we go. Here comes the dead people. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. Look he can dance too. He's killing it.
2: Look at him go! You know what I mean? Ma, ma, ma. There's probably way more people in India than the United States, right? I don't know. Yeah. We're more talented than no them, one's though. like India owes fucking John Landis and Michael Jackson no. MTV money because they ripped off they're making fun of Dude, look at him go. No one's like they're like these guys are appropriating or making fun of American culture. No <laughs> one says that. Look at his dude, he's going off. But when America does it, it's evil somehow.
1: It's, it's, a, it's a different song, too. They, like, put their own spin on it. But, yeah, they, but I feel like he's doing Thriller.
2: Yeah, dude.
0: Look at whole... him
1: go. I can't dance like that. I didn't know Indians can dance.
2: You didn't know India Have you heard of Bollywood? I do. I have, but there's, look at that. There's a dance number in every one of those movies. doesn't matter which movie it is.
1: Yeah, find, find us on Rockfin. Or also, this is going to go on YouTube because we got a channel back. So good job to us, but we also got a strike, like, right away. I don't know why. <laughs> And then they denied it when I, when I requested they take it off. Even though they gave me the channel back and they said everything was fine.
2: Either it, way. Everything's fine.
1: Everything's fine. Um, back to Ted Kaczynski. He was responsible for 16 bombings, killed three, and injured 23. He didn't kill a lot of people because he had to learn how to make these bombs.
2: He, had, he learned on the job, which is really the only way you're really going to learn a good skill. It's
1: American way. Like he, it,
2: it, is, it is the real American story. Of. And his bombs, incrementally over time, got more sophisticated and more deadly. He
1: has his own Michael Jordan story, because you know how Michael Jordan, he got cut from his JV team? He could be like, well, my first bomb didn't kill anybody. Actually, my first, like, ten bombs didn't kill anybody. It took a while. It was like I was Michael Jordan that d- got cut from the JV team. Even the FBI was like, these these bombs are kind of amateurish. I couldn't
2: imagine taking his saying any of that, but that'd be funny. That would be funny. He's like, I'm, I really, I really, he. he's like, are you familiar with Michael Jordan?
1: <laughs> this was like, and, and the funny thing is like, so he starts off 1978 was his first bomb and he's doing bombs to like 1993. That's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Pistar, when did he start? Uh, so 78? if you think about it, so like I wrote this down. The way, that, like, the best way to think of it is his first bomb, like, the 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 show that was on TV, like, the biggest show was, like, Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. And then, like, his last bomb was when fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on.
2: So, what, 98?
1: That's a good way to, no, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was, like, early 90s. It's, like, 90, I think, 95.
2: The oh, last episode. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm saying, or like.
1: Jordan's last year. Oh, Jordan's last year was, like, like 99.
2: Okay, yeah, that's. What I, I might saying. be wrong that's, on that, that's but
1: that's he right. he was he was like playing for like the Washington Wizards. He sucked. I su- I went. To, I yeah. watched him play for the Washington Wizards, and he tried to dunk. And he got hung. <laughs> it, was, it was embarrassing. I was like, "Ooh, man!" But yeah. Um, so this this whole all of his bombings. This led to one of the largest manhunts in American history. Uh, the thing about Kaczynski is he like like what I was saying earlier. He was a legit genius. He had an IQ that was recorded at 167. He attended Harvard at 16. It was like a kind of like a fucked up like John Hughes movie where he was just this 16 year old in college, and but it was just like his whole quirk was he was he he would do bombs.
2: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was what Johnson. He was fucking. Uh, it was Dookie Hauser. He, he was yeah the dude from the Breakfast Club. He was uh, yes. the guy from. What was that what's that fool's name?
1: From Weird Science? Yeah.
2: Michael I don't remember his name, but I know you're talking about three's like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. He was the Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> remember then in Breakfast Club where he talks about like uh he brought a he brought a flare gun to school and mm-hmm. that's why he was in detention. And he, and they were like, Why'd you do that? And he's like, I was in shop class because I thought it'd be an easy A because only fucking idiots take shop. Yeah. And fucking Johnny Bender's like he's like, I take shop. Fucking idiot. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, well, our project was we were making a lamp that looks like an elephant. And when you pull on his trunk, the light turns on. He's like, but when it came time for me to pull the trunk, the light didn't come on. So I got an F. He's like, I've never gotten an F before.
1: Yeah. So I was going
2: to kill myself with a flare gun.
1: Imagine, imagine he's in. That's uh, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski is in the shop class making the wooden boxes to put bombs in. Yeah. I wonder if I click on that. Um, Yeah. And so he's making these wooden boxes because he had a thing about making these, um, he would like. I think his one of some of his first. I think all of his bombs were like in these little wooden boxes because he was an environmentalist. He didn't want to put it in like in. He like wanted his, something recyclable. Yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> Even though I don't think uh, a powdered aluminum is recyclable. Oh, actually, yes, it is. Aluminum is. Aluminum is recyclable. Good. Good for you, Ted. At he least did. he was. At least he went with that. Doing great. Yeah, Ted. Man, he was. He, he had some good ideas. The more you think about it, like and. And, um, like his first, like w- the thing about him is he would, he would send these bombs to like, like, I think his second bomb was sent to, on, uh, American airlines. He got it on an airplane and he, and he put, he put it on a, like this type of bomb was called an a- altometer. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it hit, I think 35,000 feet in the air, it exploded, but it wasn't very powerful. So all it did was it. It, Cause it was in the cargo area yeah. And it just exploded there. And all it did was like put smoke and like the only injured people there
2: was they were just inhaling smoke. So that that's, Oh my God, dude, I need to buy this. There's this book on Amazon called technological slavery, the collected writings of Theodore J. Kaczynski, AKA the Unabomber. And this is what the front cover of the fucking book looks like. Um, I, We have it up right now. It it looks like one of his bombs.
1: That's sick,
2: isn't that crazy? Yeah,
1: it is. What is it called? out A little bit.
2: It is called, and he wrote it too. Technological slavery: The collected writings of Theodore J. Kaczynski.
1: He so like he had a lot of write. He would write every day.
2: Isn't that crazy? Ted Kaczynski has a book you can buy on Amazon right now, and he's still alive too. This wasn't written by somebody else. He wrote it. He's, he is an
1: accomplished writer. He's not a great writer, but he wrote all the time. He's a better writer than I am. That's for sure. He's a very technical writer. Like the, the manifesto was like 35,000 words. He, they, they found, like he would write every day. They found like like hours of fuck. like it, it took him, like I don't, I don't know how, how, how many pages he had in his journal or diary, whatever you call it, but I mean he would write every day. So that was like his thing. He would write in his journal mm-hmm. in his fucking little cabin that was like ten by eight. Little, it was like smaller than this room. That had no electricity, no fucking mm-hmm. running water. He would shit in a bucket in the corner of the room,
0: yeah,
2: and then he would write.
1: That's and what he, it is. And he built it.
2: He built it by himself. If you if you ever seen it, it, it seems like a, a structurally sound uh, shack. Yeah, he Ted. So Ted. Was a weird guy. We all this is we all know this. Yeah, everyone always like talks about like I just want to go live in the fucking woods away from everyone. I'm like, no, you don't. No, it, it, not even Ted did because like when you when you look at where he lived at in Montana. I mean, he may not have wanted to, but he did it.
1: Yeah, but it's funny because he would he kind of like prided himself on living off the land and by himself and very secluded. Mm-hmm. But he had neighbors. Like there was literally a fucking major highway mm-hmm. by his house. So it wasn't like, like he was by himself, like he, one of the weird things about him is like, he used to just kind of like walk around in the woods, but his neighbor, like he would, his, his neighbors like felt violated by him. Cause they were like, he like, we can't even go into the fucking hot tub. Cause we saw him looking at us one time. And one time, one of his neighbors, they had a four year old daughter that would walk around. Yeah. And he was just pointing a fucking rifle at her head. <laughs> he was like, he wanted to kill her. Cause he he was like I could just kill this fucking fat pig right here. What she? What did the kid do? Uh, I I think she ended up seeing, him, but like he 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 wrote in his diary. He's like he's like I wanted to kill her, but like if I would have killed her, it would it would have kind of brought some heat. It would have made a lot of noise. Yeah, I'd rather just. I blow need to up. make a
2: bomb that doesn't make any sound. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you can't really blow things up there close to you because he, he was he was very meticulous. Like none of his bombs had fingerprints on them. Everything was mm-hmm. like. Nothing had hair. Like, it was like perfect. The guy knew he was just a great criminal. He knew what they were looking for. Yeah. So, Ted Kaczynski had, he didn't have a lot of friends. He was mean. He was fucking awkward. Ted's brother David asked his mom one day why Ted ha- was like so weird. Like, why doesn't he have any friends? And she tells a story about, because she had never told him before, like, <laughs> I, I got to tell you this story about him. So, when he was small, he was, he was this, uh, very happy baby. He was just like, he's just a good boy and whatever. And then one day he got all these fucking, like, all these hives. So they had to take him to the hospital. So they take him to the hospital. He's very young, very young infant. Takes him over there. And he's in there for weeks. And the doctors don't see him. I mean, the, do- I mean, the, the, the doctors don't let the, the parents see him. They let him see him, like, maybe two hours per week. And he was in there for weeks. And then finally, they, they let him out. And they give him back to the parents, and he's just, his personality's totally different. He doesn't make aunt, eye contact with anybody. He doesn't, like, really like being hugged. He doesn't smile. Nothing. He's just fucking, he's weird now. Yeah. Which may, which kind of leads me to believe, like, is that where they, they started doing the, the human experimentations on him? Did they start him at an early age and just kind of, like, were, like... Maybe they can they can create a human with a with a high IQ.
2: Well, I th- I think it probably started in college. I, Pro- I don't know if it started. I, in- I think I think they were able to, um, kind of, weed everyone else out, mm-hmm. and he was highly intelligent, but also easy to manipulate. Yeah, and because he respected authority. And then that got inversed at a certain point where he's just, yeah, no respect for authority, and he won't be manipulated, but he's still highly intelligent. College definitely didn't;
1: it was formative for his um, kind of his bombing days, because and we'll get into that a little bit later about the 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 psychological tests they did on him at Harvard. Which, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, but but before we get into that, he had these weird relationships with women. He couldn't have relationships with women. Not that he couldn't get his dick hard. I'm sure he could. I don't think anyone's ever talked about that.
2: I mean, it, it, it's, there's evidence to suggest that maybe his dick was too big.
1: I mean, he looked like, maybe it's just like some skinny white dude that has a huge cock. That's possible. And. The, yeah, he just didn't know he has so much confidence that he just d- yeah, like, like it's not even fun boners hurt And this this dick is gonna it's it's gonna do
2: something to you and he's just I don't want to hurt you like no one's like, fucking, like I'm not putting that in my ass. Yeah, like, come on like this is This is 1963. I'm not trying to stick a fucking what 15 inch They're like what is that fucking seven and a half inch diameter dick. Yeah, what, a, <laughs> what is that? And and like I think maybe that was that was the case.
1: Yeah, and it just made him hate women. That's like yeah. it just seemed like he he didn't he because, didn't respect women. Yeah. He definitely went to kill that little kid and it was a girl, little girl, little four year old girl. Um, maybe he was
2: just you know, he was just making sure that the sights on his rifle were, were set correctly.
1: Yeah, he, he was gotta point it at something. He did go on a date with a girl. He went on two dates with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I found this girl. I, I, I really like her a lot. He told his brother David. He's like, I really like this girl. <laughs> she did not. She went on this date. She's like, he's weird. Have no-. She told him.
2: She's like, it's I guess. It's like can't an episode s-. of Love Connection. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Woolery was there.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he has this date with her. And she said she tells him they had nothing in common. But he doesn't take the signs. He's like writing all this weird poetry to her. He loves writing basically harassing her and he tells him he needs to like leave her alone and then david who was uh his boss at the rubber factory that he worked at at the time was like you need to stop writing her poems or i have to fire you and he's like well fire me then i don't care so he keeps writing the poetry and so he ends up firing her
2: him and he was like posting stuff around work
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah he was you posting know, things, sort of,
2: sort of uh, dispara- things with disparaging remarks on them. Yeah, he was he around was, work where other people could see it.
1: He was fucking mean. That yeah. was a, he was a mean dude. Like, it, you-
2: so it wasn't so much. It wasn't like a he said she said thing. It was a thing where he was sort of like acting out against her in front of coworkers. And his brother's like, bro, I'm like, no, we can't, can't fucking have this, dude. You got to go. You're embarrassing our family. Yeah. That's <laughs> the good name. The good Kaczynski name. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're, we're, we're Polish sausage makers.
2: Like this is what we do. This is like, we're, we, we make sausages now with nails in them. No,
1: <laughs> no, We're the bombing family. Yeah. Like they, they, they're, I think his parents, weren't they like Polish uh, immigrants? I in, don't know. Uh, sure. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've read that somewhere. I might, I might be wrong. <laughs> or maybe I'm just making that up. Look it up. You guys, you, not you, people at home.
2: Okay. I mean, I, I could look it up.
1: Oh, oh yeah. We do have, we have the internet in here. So so David fires him. There, um, he also there was also girls he would see. Like there was a girl he meets at the library. Um, but he like when he's in college, he's afraid to talk to her. He became th- he was real resentful the women after like having. Well, her- you're not
2: gonna talk anyone into fucking sucking your dick if you don't talk to them. Yeah, you just you, kinda- you just pull, you don't pull your dick out and like <laughs> huh oh huh oh, oh. huh. Put that back up here. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. There we go. Oh, my God. Is this true? See, this is what? What did you find? Ted, uh, me and uh, Ted Kaczynski, we are, uh, our birthdays are a day apart.
1: Wow, you, you're you're like the Unabomber. He was like you look he, at the he, Unab. We look like the Unabomber. May twenty
2: right second, and mine was May twenty third. Wow, how about, how about that? I should say you guys were something. born under the same stars. That's right. For all those weirdos who are, <laughs> Adam has the same water sign as the Unabomber. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What do
1: we do? Turn something off.
2: Okay, go ahead and put it back in, but have some of these behind it. All right. Back. <laughs> what are we talking about? Unabomber? I was talking about uh uh Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Theodore John. Theodore John.
1: So so he has these problems with women, like I was saying. So uh, uh where where was I? Uh yeah, so after he gets fired, he meets this girl. I mean, he sees this girl that he smiles at, or, or she she might have smiled at him. He wasn't an awful looking dude. I mean, he where, was the, where
2: did he see her first? Like through the through through the sight of his scope on his rifle. <laughs>
1: he was a bomber, not a sniper. But I think this was at Harvard when he was there. Mm. Um, so like this, he has this weird dynamic with women where he just does not have any connection with them. Um. He's he's kind of like an incel. So he he he's he's angry at these women. Yeah. He he becomes confused about his sexuality. He started fantasizing about dressing as a woman and um he 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 starts talking to the psychologist about this. He starts telling them all all these secrets and all these like kind of like sexual feelings he would have and this and that, just like a bunch of a bunch of stuff that you would probably talk to a psychologist, not to your family or people you don't want knowing your secrets. And um, he decides one day he's like, "I'm gonna get a sex change." So he 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 talks himself into it, but then eventually he just kind of he decides not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he gets angry and ashamed that he he had that thought in his in his mind. He's ashamed that he told the psychologist all about all of his like sexual fetishes. So he's like, I'm going to kill this psychologist. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to, he decided he wanted to kill a psychologist. Um, he, he says, quote, why not really? He wrote this in his, in, in, in his diary. He wrote, why not really kill that psychiatrist, that psychiatrist and anyone else whom I hate? And, um, so this was like a turning point in his life. This is where he decided that killing can help liberate him. And uh, he also writes, "I suddenly felt that I really could break out of my rut in my life and do things that were daring, irresponsible, or criminal." Mm-hmm. So, like, this is what happens with like people that are seen as like being geniuses and like have high IQs. They end up be becoming like psychopaths. They ha- they have this thing. Well, I should probably put my hood on, so we know this is me as. a- Is that a comfy hoodie? It is comfy. Isn't it comfy? It's comfy and it's like 80 degrees outside but I, f- I feel like this is this is like the perfect outfit for this type of podcast very
2: comfortable yeah you look comfortable so do you you yeah. look great yeah you look great this, this is amazing a, this is a good
1: look for you it also is a good buffer for my ears yeah. to the headphones so like it's not yeah. it's
2: like a windscreen for
1: your ears it is a windscreen it, it, it's like I'm worn from uh, um there's something about Mary where I don't like having my ears touched yeah, I have a fear of having my ears touched. I don't know. I should probably probably shouldn't be telling my fears on a podcast. Yeah, that thousands of people listen to. But yeah, to not there touch it is. Your ears. There it is. don't touch my fucking ears. I hate it. <laughs> I'm like that's the that, maybe that's the most should, autistic should we thing about me. Bring
2: someone into the studio, maybe, and and see if they want to touch your
1: ears. Don't touch my ears. If you touch my ears, I will lose my mind. Mm. I mean, you probably beat me up, but. I just I'll
2: be really uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not gonna touch your ears if you don't want me to. Don't touch
1: my ears. So, <laughs> while Ted Kaczynski attended Harvard, he was this. This is what we're what we're alluding to earlier. Yeah, was these psychological experiments being conducted by a man named Henry Murray. Murray was a psychologist at Harvard and was also in the OSS. We've talked about the OSS a lot yep. on the show. This is the precursor to the CIA. He um. He was very w- well respected at Harvard um, as a psychologist. Uh, Murray would conduct these experiments with these students where they were to, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, the, the, like <laughs> the kind of things they would do. So they would do the, he would tell these students that were part of this experiment where they would, um, they would come up with these topics for things they believe in, religion, politics, and um, they would kind of debate their ideas. They're like, you're going to write these essays, and you're going to debate other students. Instead, what happened was they would write these essays, and he would bring in, like, these, like, like seasoned defense attorneys. And they would take the their arguments and just destroy them. And, and these attorneys would attack them, their 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 papers they would attack them psychologically you would just com- completely undress them they would they would just be super mean they were just fucking mean to them yeah and then um and and it would it would they would just it would it would just destroy them psychologically and then he would make them watch it on film like them like going through these this psychological trauma so like that part like fucked him up even more that's this is where he started like really going against like professors he fucking hated college professors he should <laughs> yeah that's such a mean thing to do <laughs> it was so mean and yeah. the thing is he it's not like he was poor he was he was like a kid that um he was like a trust fund kid mm-hmm. like his he didn't like really make money like all the way through his 30s like his parents would give him money until he got like a real job when he got out of like whenever he got hired at UC Berkeley as a professor but, like, for the most part, he was, like, getting money, and I, I think that's why he hated his sister-in-law,
2: um, because... Also, he was he was at UC Berkeley. Yeah. That's enough to... If you're, if you're over at Cal, like, that's enough to drive anyone fucking crazy. Yeah. Unless you're some sort of... You're in, like, some sort of STEM field. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting what type of people take those types of classes, but, um, I mean, those people usually can hold their fucking mud. Yeah. And then Ted Kaczynski's fucking narrow ass shows up, and then he's just easily broken.
1: And he was, and and the thing is, he was, so he's in these psychological, like, this guy, Murray, was part of the, like, the the psychology department. Ted Kaczynski was, like, this math genius. Like, his, he wrote this thesis that uh, when, when, when someone read it, like a like a genius mathematician guy.
2: Yeah, Ted Kaczynski looked at the guy and said, how do you like them apples? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's what he said at the restaurant, like him and Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. They're like, how do you like this? Or What's the line? It's it's the worst line in the whole movie. Then he, he,
2: he walks up to the guys who were like sitting in the, he's like through the window and he's like, He's like, hey. He's like, do you like apples? And the guy's like, right. yeah. And he's and he fucking puts the girl's number up on the window. And he's like, well, I got her number. How do you like them apples? That's the worst line, maybe ever. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah, that line sucked. Well, that's what happens when you have Ben Affleck writing your screenplay. Yeah, yeah,
1: but, it, it, but like, it's it's a good movie. It, it just that it, it's so cringe. Like, he watch you like, ugh.
2: Yeah. Well, he was a cringy character. Hmm. So he writes like, like, like. You know what? There might be some parallels now that I think about it between the Will Hunting and Ted Kaczynski.
1: Imagine Ben Affleck when he wrote that. He just like wrote it like this. <laughs> he just looked at him like, "Yeah,
2: that's pretty good, right?" Yeah. Well, I mean, there was like, do you remember? There's a scene where him and uh, him and Minnie Driver they go out for their first date, mm-hmm. and he's like, and the whole thing is he's an orphan. He doesn't have any family, and he's like. He's like, he's like, do you have any, uh, he's like, do you have any brothers and sisters? And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I have, he's, he's like, I have 12 older brothers. Mm -hmm. That was his lie. Yeah. It's like a, that's like a smart guy fucking lie. He's like, I have 12 older brothers. She's like, do you know all their names? And he's like, of course they're my brothers. And she's like, what are their names? And then he just rattles off 12 guys' names. Yeah. And she's like, say it again. And then he says it again. Yeah. And. She was, you know, and then she just believed it. And then later on, he's like, "I don't have twelve older brothers. I'm an orphan. I don't have anybody." I'm How older.
1: would you remember those names?
2: Yeah, I love that what scene. Such brilliant writing. That was good writing. I yeah. like that scene. Fuck you, dude. I like Goodwill, <laughs> honey. I do too.
1: Fucking. <laughs> I just hated the the apples. Fucking scene. It ruined it. That, that like that that part. You know who the
2: guy he says it to is? He's the guy who is like the re, the retard uh, brother from uh, uh, the show Oz. Oh really? Yeah. Did you ever watch? I Oz? watched Oz. I remember because like there was the guy who's like you know the insurance commercials where there's like mayhem. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that guy, and but his brother was the fucking ad like Apple's guy from Goodwill Hunting that he but he was like retarded, but somehow he knew how to box really well. Because he's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> somehow I don't know. Good fighters. That's that's <laughs> what we should just <laughs> the say. Best and, the best fighters are retarded. Yeah.
1: Beat beat up a retarded guy. I talked about it last week. When the, when the guy in the special needs class fucking was throwing me into the fucking trash can. It wasn't nice. I'm not going to beat him up. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to beat him up. He was too strong. He grabbed me. I was like, man, his hands are powerful. He had like old man strength. It was he, insane. Yeah.
2: He was like 12, but he had like... He had like 35, 40-year-old. The grip of like a fucking, <laughs> like a Welsh stone fitter or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, that's that, terrifying, dude. It was terrifying. It was
1: scary. I was like, why, where is your teacher? This is insane. Why Why? why would not anyone come and help me? <laughs> why would you let him go in the bathroom by himself? They're just like, ah, they've done this before. Meanwhile, I'm just getting why fucking let him- slammed into the fucking urinal. <laughs> <laughs> this is not yeah. fun. And then he started blocking the door. I'm like, I'm going to die here.
2: Can we, can we look him up? Can we just find it? Where I don't
1: remember him? his name.
2: Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like maybe we can track him down and call him.
1: Yeah. Hey bitch, what's going on? You
2: still living at your <laughs> mom's house? Fucking loser. Call what? him. <laughs> do call him every every Tuesday. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, do the MK Ultra fucking experiments uh shit on him. Just be mean to. Him. Do the Henry Murray fucking experiment. Yeah, show up at his work. Yeah. Show up with uh, a defense up. lawyer. Yeah. Be like, "You're a fucking loser." Okay? I know the law. You don't know anything. <laughs> I'm wearing a $3,000 suit. What are you wearing? A diaper? <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Are you wearing headgear? Are you wearing a helmet so you don't bump your head into the corner of coffee tables? Yeah, I have a Jaguar in the parking lot. <laughs> How thick is your skull? Why do you need why a helmet? Why is your tongue so thick? <laughs> That's what you want to do, and I think it's gross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would why, do Why that. don't you fucking pick on someone your own size? I, I was talking about that the other day. Like, when, when people talk about uh, the most powerful thing is love. most powerful thing is love. No, it's not. The most powerful thing is spite. I do everything out of spite. Mm-hmm. When people tell me I
2: can't do something, yeah. I'll do it. I thought you were going like, to say the most powerful thing was Hulkamania. Good.
1: Hulkamania. I bet you Hulkamania. Like, just, just think of Jordan. He became great out of spite.
2: Spite is a good thing. Like, he... I he, thought he got really great because he was insanely talented.
1: No, he, if you ever go and watch his Hall and of Fame. And it was
2: mean. His Hall,
1: yeah, it was all out of spite. He did everything out of spite. Watch his Hall, hall of Fame speech. And he, the first person he talks about, he's like, he brings up the coach that cut him in JV. He invited his JV coach to his Hall of Fame speech and just undressed him in front of fucking everybody. It's amazing. People were pissed off and like, why would Jordan do that? I respect that. That's amazing. That's, that's what makes you a great. He's like, come here. I'm going to fucking embarrass you. That's right. You're going to go to my. They're like, oh, it's pretty cool. I'm going to go see. I used to coach Michael Jordan. He just invited me to the Hall of Fame speech. And then he just fucking destroyed this And man. Jordan
2: probably sent like a, like a, one of his assistants. Yeah. Probably like a, an Asian female woman in like a, like, a, like a pantsuit who was just like, okay, so Michael, you're his favorite teacher of all time. He's uh the NBA and everything. There's gonna be a big ceremony and there's gonna be like uh, there's gonna be like a dinner mm-hmm. an award ceremony. It's gonna be tremendous and he wants you to be there. He wants to wants to thank you in public. And then the guy was all flattered, like bo- like send gotta send some like little gal over there to butter him up and he's like, Oh, I can't wait and He's like and and, and Hey
1: Michael, mom, turn it on ESPN And Michael actually wants to fly you out. Mike's, as well. Mike's gonna say his speech about me. Turn it on ESPN. Yeah. And, <laughs> Turn it off mom Turn it off like, <laughs> This is embarrassing He was just like Imagine like You're there And the camera just What goes did he say underneath.
2: to him Just Oh man Just I,
1: fucked up Inappropriate how, shit I like, he
2: called him gay And shit Like, he, like what did he say He to him?
1: He basically I don't remember the I, I just remember How mean it was Like it Damn. was just He was just He was just like Yeah you were the guy That didn't believe in me And look at me now <laughs> It was like shit like that He was like, just like like Tony the, Montana and shit. Like. Yeah, who, who's next? Who's next? Who else? Who's wants, next? Oh who, my god! Who else wants some of the Jordan? Oh my god! I'm I'm gonna tell you about yourselves. You you said I couldn't do it. Fuck you. I did it anyway. Yeah. That's powerful. Can love do that? Hell no. Spite will do that. Spite is the most powerful thing in the world.
2: Yeah. We'll put we'll put that on a t-shirt. The, this town's like one big pussy just waiting to get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And Got that from Jordan, even though Jordan played in the nineties. Yeah, jo- yeah, Jordan. This, yeah, this yeah. is this is Brian De Palma ripped that off for Scarred Face. Yeah, because he heard <laughs> Michael Jordan say that one time.
1: Yeah, when he when when Jordan was was like eight, he's like, "You're, you're yeah." If you heard an
2: eight year old say that, like that's gangster. I mean, he probably was talking like that. He's like this. This he's yeah. He's like, I'm going to go play for North Carolina. Yeah, he, North Carolina is just like one big pussy just waiting to get fucked. Can you imagine yeah. an eight-year-old saying that?
1: Jordan was such a scumbag that he, he had a gambling problem and got his dad killed by the mafia.
2: Really? Is that <laughs> why his dad died? His dad was killed his dad, by the mafia. Because owed know his dad he was had owed
1: betting, yeah, he, he owed, uh He owed the mafia money. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I know we're talking about the Unabomber. I was
2: unaware of that.
1: It, it is. Uh, it's kind of like it's a conspiracy. It's a sports conspiracy, Bite. Jo- <laughs> Jordan got his fucking dad murked by the mafia. Wow. Yeah. To- yeah. This This is what the show is about. That's, I Come mean, for the Unabomber. That's how you become the greatest. <laughs> Stay for Jordan killing his you own gotta dad. You got to sacrifice your allegedly. parents. This is a parody, guys. It's a parody yeah. show. So it's like it's a, uh,
2: allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean. Comedy show. You know what? We'll figure out a thing that we can, like a disclaimer before the sh- as the show starting. It'll just appear on the screen.
1: I still have it saved the one we- that we had.
2: Yeah, I'm just it, gonna put that on top. So just- anyone who takes any any of this seriously, like, mm. I, you, what's funny is is like if you listen to Skeleton Factory, it's like this is this is not. Mm -hmm. How I am, like this is my (laughs) con man, my con man persona that I kind of came up with. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. I'm actually, I'm not this negative. I'm actually pretty upbeat kind of guy in real life. Put put the spite in there. It 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 does something to
1: you. Yeah. It it put it's like fucking putting. I don't want to hear
2: any complaints about how fucking awful I am.
1: No one's literally no one's ever done that. This is all all scripted. I'm reading off a teleprompter right now. What do you think this is? is It's a teleprompter.
2: Everything I'm saying right now, even this, is on this teleprompter. They're they're the jokes I wrote into it. Sean wrote everything I say all the time. Stick to the script. I stick to the script. This is part of it.
1: (laughs) So so back to Ted Kaczynski when he attended Harvard. He was part of the... Oh, yeah. I've already read this part. So um, after he graduated Harvard... He became a professor at UC Berkeley. He he was an awful professor. He wouldn't even answer questions. He would like kind of like muttered through his his uh, his. He's like lectures. I asked the questions. Yeah, like people, they'd be like, uh, uh, Mr. Kaczynski," and he just kind of just walked past him.
2: That's what's up. Oh,
1: you know, I I, I didn't get uh, when I was talking about the thesis earlier. Yeah. So he writes this thesis and like these like genius mathematicians or professors, whatever when they read it they're like there's maybe 12 people like in the world or in this country that could appreciate this it's like the most brilliant thing they had ever read they're like, this is incredible like that's just like the genius he was at, at just at being like a math guy
2: whatever it's called so that 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 was his thing. Like he was like a was he like a mathematician? Was that like kind of his thing? Yeah, he was, Oh yeah, I know he what was. It? He had a degree in mathematics. That's what his yeah he his, had a master's his, in his him. Harvard. That's what his degree was in. Was it? Yeah, he
1: graduated in three years. Like he graduates when he's like nineteen. Wow. So like he's in college. Can't bang chicks. And he it's, even if he could bang chicks, he's at, he's in
2: college as a sixteen year old. He's only been having boners for like six years. Yeah, and now he's out in the world with a master's degree. That's dangerous. Can't that's even show how you. That's how you create a unibomber. Can't
1: even show his huge cock because there's no pubes yet. They're like, wait, you don't have any pubes, but that's a huge cock.
2: That that's super distracting.
1: Yeah, they're like, and this is in the era like where shaving,
2: like, shaving your, no one you? was shaving anything back then. Yeah, why so is not it so having smooth down there was like gross. Yeah, like what is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, like the ladies that like it was like. You have beavers. That's what he's called. Yeah. You need a fucking weird thing to call it. Dicks with sideburns. That's what you need. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then, so after he graduates, goes to UC Berkeley as a professor, not well liked. Um, He, he hated teaching. He fucking hated it, but he only did it to make money. Like he went in there. He's like, I'm just going to save my money. I'm going to buy my, I'm going to, I'm going to go use this money, go move to Montana,
2: get a dick reduction surgery, get
1: dick reduction surgery because, because mm-hmm. he had what scoliosis. What's that shit with your, your spine
2: is it scoliosis? Scoliosis. Yeah. It's yeah, scoliosis because of his huge cock. Yeah. So we probably had sciatica in his hips because you know, mm-hmm. your dick is kind of situated at your center, center yeah. mass.
1: Yeah. So like it, everything about him was awkward. <laughs> Couldn't use it.
2: Imagine having a a
1: big wiener and can't even use it. I've heard it's stories. Like a curse.
2: Yeah. I've been told stories. Yeah.
1: The, it's like in the 70s. He, he could have done porn. What if he really did have a big dick? I don't know.
2: He might <laughs> He might have.
1: He has a big dick injury. Wa- he just
2: doesn't want to use it. He's like Morrissey. He's just is sort of asexual. He's not interested in fucking anybody. Yeah. I mean, he moved on. He was like, maybe I should just be a woman for a while. I mean, he was... Okay, so in his manifesto, he's very much against fucking, like, um, yeah, he doesn't like liberals, let's put it that way. He's, yeah, he's, he's totally against dur- leftists. Especially during. He says leftists, in it? Yeah, uh, during that era, mm-hmm. where they're just hippies running around fucking each other, running yeah. body paint and fucking joining the Manson family, like, he wasn't into any of that shit. So he probably was just like, well, I'm not fucking nobody, because mm-hmm. that's dumb hippie shit. Why yeah. would I, f- like, fucking is for is for fucking hippies. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah, he, that.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to be a free spirit. Yeah. like He's, he, he's like, well. I, he who's was, he going to bring he, home? He probably considered, like, there is no, the free spirit, that's all, that's a lie. That's a fallacy. Yeah. That's not real. It's like, you're not free.
1: Yeah. He, so he, I mean, who are you going to bring home? Like, he builds his cabin. It's 10 by 15 feet. Yeah. It's, like I was saying, it's smaller than his room. It had no electricity, no running water. He shits in a fucking bucket.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you bring a lady home to that?
2: All he did. Well, also, where do, where do you go to meet women?
1: I don't know. The library. I think there's a library in yeah. that town in Montana. It's Lincoln, Montana. You probably just beat off. Yeah, and then you're you're just like I'm gonna go.
2: Like if you're too smart, your brain is probably like you can't compartment. I think if you're dumb, yeah, you have. All the space in your brain to just think about fucking vaginas and titties and cream pie and people like when you're smart, I think you just have so much information in your brain that you can actually understand on an insanely deep level. Like the last thing you're thinking about is, is fucking anybody.
1: Yeah. That's my theory. People that aren't sexual, that, that might be a problem. If you're a genius and you're not sexual at all, like all that energy is
2: going towards making bombs. But that's the thing. I think people who are that smart, who are fucking, yeah, are also dangerous. Well, I mean, because you, they tend to.
1: But you could lean turn it off. Left. But you you'll be able to turn it off because you're like, I want to. I just want to think about
2: having sex like, right now, like Sam Bankman Freed. Like, yeah. I mean, he was fucking that one Mongoloid looking bitch.
1: Damn! What a weird looking chick.
2: Yeah, and she's in prison now too. Good. That's what happens when someone who's really smart is fucking somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think he was smart. I don't think Seth Mac Freeman was smart. I think he was just, like, around a
2: lot of rich people. Ted Kaczynski, I mean, smart. I, I mean, I think he was intelligent Huge enough hog. to to pull off a scam until a, a smarter people figured out it was a scam, and then he went to prison. Yeah. Which I think happens to a lot of people. That's like, like Jordan Belfort and people like that. Mm-hmm. People who are smart enough to get away with it until someone smarter catches them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, people can argue that's what happened to Ted Kaczynski, too.
1: Yeah, and and like we're, we were saying earlier, uh, the FBI agents that were investigating these bombings because he mm-hmm. starts in 1978, he makes these bombs. First bombs, not that good. They they thought they they would see them. They're like they they're not that sophisticated. They're kind of like simple. they did
2: detonate. They detonated his his early ones did detonate. There was like one or two that didn't, but like his early ones did detonate. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he went big like one of his early ones was that American Airlines. Yeah, that was like his bomb. second bomb. Yeah, he was just like, fuck it. Let's let's put it on a fucking air. Also back then, like I remember I've I, I flew pre 911, so it's like I could see someone getting a fucking, you know, some type of device on an airplane in the seventies. It was easy. Sure.
1: It was very easy. You
2: just you just
1: carry it in. Like Barry Switzer a- from the Cowboys. He was a he was a head coach of the Cowboys in the late nineties and he... He accidentally put brought a pistol on the gun. I mean, on, on, on the airplane, he's like, "Whoops, sorry."
0: <laughs> it was How
1: like in his that. hand.
0: He,
2: yeah,
1: he, he like brought, he brought it in his bag, like the check in bags. Yeah. And they're like, "Sir, <laughs> you got to come with us. You can't bring a gun on the fucking airplane."
2: We he's, we like, he's like second amendment says, "I can, ma'am." Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I'm um, never flying Pan Am again. Yeah, well, I didn't know this air. I didn't. Even, I didn't know this airline was gay. When, when can we not bring guns? What the <laughs> fuck is this? This is gay. Uh, so He's still in prison right now. Ted Kaczynski or Barry Switzer? Barry Switzer. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably. Probably, I don't know. He, he,
2: I'm surprised he's or still Or he alive. died of natural causes in, in his bed at home. With yeah. His family around him. Who knows? Yeah, or he committed suicide like his dad. I think his dad committed suicide. Or he was m- murdered by the people who killed Michael Jordan's dad.
1: Barry Switzer's dad killed his mom and I think he committed suicide. I think that's the story. It's kinda like he had like a really fucked up childhood.
2: Like in the same day, like it was a murder suicide. I, like, so. like I think so. I think he saw like it. Chris Benoit sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It's it's something dark. I don't I don't remember. Oof, that is dark.
2: That is dark. This is
1: darker than Ted Kaczynski. I don't want
2: to kill my anyone in my family. No, me either. That's that's like in the, and then kill yourself. Yeah. That's too many things to think about. Mm-hmm. It's rather you kill someone in your family or you kill yourself. Like both? Mm-hmm. That's too much to think about. That's some Scott Peters and shit. Mm-hmm. That's just too much. Yeah, what what Ted Kaczynski did in these first
1: bombs. He's like, I'll just kill someone else's family. It's fine, and, and he didn't really like they. I I think because when you think about it, he killed three people, but I think the worst part of it is like people that got their fucking hands and arms blown off. Sure, like they yeah. they might not have killed you. But they completely destroyed your body. You know what?
2: If you ever want to watch the Netflix, uh, it's it's actually, I saw it in 2020, but I think it came out in like 2018, 2019. It's called Manhunt Unabomber, Uh starring the guy who's the vision in all the Marvel movies and WandaVision and shit. And what's that one fool? He was actually in the Wall Street, I think. Uh, Joel Edgerton? Yeah. If you ever want to watch that shit, let me know, because it's really good.
1: Oh. oh, no, I don't know if we were recording on video.
2: Oh, well, well it would just be audio. What we we're not f- recording? What happened
1: here? I don't know if we got any of this on video. It would just be vid- audio, fuck it. What the hell just happened? Why did it go off?
2: It's so, okay. You can just put a montage of Ted Kaczynski footage, like him when he's wearing that fucking like that like herringbone jacket with the bulletproof vest on it, and he's cuffed and he's being escorted off the plane. Like, we can just show stock footage of that. We can just keep rolling, dude. Fuck okay. it. We can just put stock footage of Ted Kaczynski shit over it.
1: Whatever we have on there,
2: mm-hmm. you can, you can just put a compilation of planes crash. I think we got. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll we'll just put the the,
1: the whole uh, thing. I don't know why I did that. Technical difficulties. Either way, I, I don't know what we got for video on here, but um, so so he has the so, so he starts sending. I think it's recording. He starts sending uh, these bombs to, like, different, um, like, airliners. And um, he starts – hold on. I think I fight. We might have just lost a little bit of it. I don't care.
2: Damn so, You know – I was looking at his timeline of uh, bombings, mm-hmm. and it's like the month I was born was uh, so May of uh, 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's when he sent. He successfully had a bomb detonate at Vanderbilt University, and that's when his bombs were like kind of fucking people up, but not murdering tons of people. Yeah, yeah. And that and like his last bomb was in '95. Mm-hmm. So b- between when I was born, bef- like, the right before I was born to about when I was in eighth grade, this, yeah. this dude was sending bombs. That's yeah, a long-ass time to his, be fucking blowing people up. His first kill was in 1985 in Sacramento. Yeah, well, I mean, pretty much from, like, 85 on, it was, like... Like, that's when he really started racking up, like, deaths. Yeah. And horribly maiming people. Yeah. He... Like, yeah, he, he he was... Can you imagine if he would have made it to, like, year 2000? He would have... I think... 2001? I don't know? think he would have ever been caught if it wasn't for his brother. I don't think he would have been. They, they had no
1: idea who it was. Yeah. Like, they kind of had an idea because, like, what um the first time they had... The the reason they, they, they did the whole sketch of him was... It, w- it was, like... T- It was like ten years into it, like he he dropped off a bomb, and this lady saw him, and like she was like he was just like a guy in a hoodie. That's
2: in Manhunt, the Unabomber. You Mm got to see it. Like that whole scene is like that moment where he's like dropping that off, and you see the woman like turns and looks at him, and he's he's wearing a fucking blue hoodie just like yours, and he has aviator glasses, and and he and and they just look right at each other, Mm -hmm. and he fucking like he bounces, gets on a bus, yeah, back to the woods. It's it's fucking good, dude yeah I mean all, all the unbomb because there's so much
1: stuff on it that's why it's so fun to write this episode yeah he so his first kill was in 1985 Sacramento a guy named Hugh uh Scruton. he was a computer store owner he killed a lot of computer store owners he killed he killed a lot of professors and he killed like people like and in, in that like that were for the airlines like I, I think he not killed. But he sent bombs to these people, like one yeah. of the he sent a bomb to like the chief of like uh, American Airlines. The reason they call them the Unabomber is because he was a university um, airline bo- bomber, Unabomber. So a university airline bomber, mm-hmm. which the media comes up with great names. That's a great name.
2: That's the only thing they're really good at. That's the only
1: thing they're good at is is creating because they have monsters. a marketing department. Yeah, they have a
0: marketing department. So they
2: can just find people. Some some journalist didn't come up with that. Yeah. Somebody was like, well, we need something catchy, yeah, something that you can print in bold letters on the front of a newspaper, and people will get fucking shit their pants." They're like, know? "Dude, what the fuck is that?" The Unabomber, dude, I got one. The Unabomber. Zodiac Killer. That's Come on, that's scary. Amazing. So, um,
1: the so he the way he was eventually caught was when the Washington Post printed his manifesto. Uh, David Kaczynski, his brother, recognized his writing and decided to turn turn him in. He wasn't totally convinced because his the thing about his his uh his wife the one that 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 hates fucking Ted Kaczynski and Ted hates her. Mm-hmm. She was like telling him like I think that's your brother and he's like what no there's no way she just keeps telling him like yes it is like read it and like I guess one of the, the sayings that he says in the manifesto is he says um you can't have your cake and eat it. But he says it backwards. You can't eat your cake and have it. Like he's... It, I don't remember what it is, but he says it because his mom says the same way. Mm-hmm. And he also says, and he's like, that's, that, that's something that, that Ted would say. That's exactly what Ted would say. And another thing is Ted Kaczynski wrote a kind of like a proto version of the manifesto. And his mom... Like
2: had it in her house for some reason. Or she had the rough draft. Yeah, <laughs> the right?
1: rough draft. It's like a more condensed version of it because it manifests got, th- got
2: red pen marks on it. And he was like, no, nah,
1: I don't like that. I don't like this. <laughs> like, what does mom just have? It like, like Teddy's a Teddy's a good writer. <laughs> he's 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 not as nice as he was as an infant, but he's <laughs> he's just he just he he's has something about his writing.
2: Yeah, there. I mean. I don't know. The manifesto is interesting. It's slightly cryptic, mm-hmm. but it's like mm, things are worded in such a way where you're like, sure, I can go along with that. Yeah, it, it's it's very based. Not everything, but you know, like there's a lot of things in there where if like, someone just read it to you, you wouldn't be like, oh, Ted Kaczynski said that.
0: Yeah. He,
1: so yeah, it, it's it's real. It, the manifesto, is, some of it's hard to read. It, it's like re- reading a, because he, he writes real technical, he's not a great writer. But he's a very technical writer. He had some good ideas. I'm not saying
2: like blowing up people is fucking awful. Like no, no one's defending that, yeah. of course. But it's like writings. It's one of those things where it was written a long ass time ago, but people can read it and be like, oh, that that's applicable now. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, so okay, here's something from his manifesto. It's from this section. It's in the like, it's like in the beginning. Uh, there's a section called the psychology of modern leftism, mm-hmm. and it's broken into parts. So, uh, so part nine, it's like, it says uh, the two uh, psychological tendencies that underline modern leftism, we call feelings of inferiority Mm -hmm. and over socialization. Feelings of inferiority are characteristic of modern leftism as a whole, while over socialization is a characteristic only of a certain segment of modern leftism. But this segment is highly influential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's like what? It's like that's that's Twitter, that's TikTok, yeah, that's it, Facebook, that's over socialization. It's like, it, like once you get past, once you start talking to people on your phone, and it's not on the phone or through text. Like, what is that? That's over socializing. Yeah, and he he talks about so like pointing pictures of your cat, yeah, <laughs> and your fucking salad you had for lunch. Like, what is that? The way he explains leftism
1: is is pretty like spot on. He he explains how leftism leads to authoritarianism. Uh, he says leftism has they have low self esteem, are defeatist, and hate themselves. Mm-hmm. They hate success and feel uh, the groups they try to protect are inferior, like uh, black people. Like, they, they say they can't get, like, it's it's kind of like with the whole um, getting your license to vote. Like the one thing
2: I can't stand is this idea of, like, white leftist people. Yeah. And it's not all left-leaning it, people. It's very far-left I mean? people. But it's, like, people who are very far-left. Like, they treat, especially, like, black people, uh, like, like, they're pets or some type of, like, mm-hmm. segment of the population that only they can fix. Yeah and that's so insulting to <laughs> black is. people like it's it's actually racist
1: this is why there's like a a, a resurgence of uh black
2: conservatives because they see this they're just like yeah this idea that black people can't like turn things around for themselves without mm-hmm. you know being guided yeah by the great white people is is so Offensively racist, it, like it's, it's like so. But they don't racist. think it is.
1: They're just like we're trying to help them. Like, why do they need your help? Because I'm. Why did not I have? Yeah, privilege? who the, yeah, who the fuck, fuck are fucking, you? Yeah, just some one, some I'm, some lady I'm using on my Twitter privilege
2: for good. It's like, what privilege are you talking about? It's like that. That's like Gavin Newsom thinking. It's like, oh, we'll just give everyone in California hundreds of thousands of dollars of reparation money, even though California it's wasn't a slave. Bleeding,
1: state. it's fucking bleeding money too. Yeah. I'd be
2: pissed like yeah. my it's 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 weird to me mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like if you want it's like if you want to create you know opportunities for people great but if, if when you're like we're gonna give people hundreds of thousand dollars of reparation money you yeah, the the it's just like well what are you doing I know people I know black people in California who aren't they don't they're from like haiti mm-hmm so what you're saying is, like, my Haitian friends, they just get a check. Yeah. Because they happen to be black. But but they, they're they like, we don't, they're like, what are you talking? They're like, we don't know anything about yeah we don't, American fucking, like, civil rights shit. Like, they weren't even around for that. Yeah. You know, like, the people I know there, they like, they moved to California, like, like, 10 years ago. They're, yeah. We, they're just like... Oh, I, I'm black. I can just, I can just, uh, just get money because mm-hmm. of that. Cool. It's like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> it's a, it, it's, This is how. This is what he wrote in his manifesto. It's like you're making Ted
2: Kaczynski right, you assholes. Yeah. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is what he said about, uh, like how how leftists treat black people. He says, "quote Leftists want to preserve African American culture, but in what?" But in what does this preservation of African-American culture consist? It can hardly consist in anything more than eating black-style food, listening to black-style music, wearing black-style clothing, and going to a black-style church or or mosque. In other words, it can express itself only in superficial matters. In in all essential respects, most leftists of the over-socialized types want to make the black man conform to white middle-class ideals. Just... Yeah, just ba- like just he, this he, idea he, that we can he, just he, like he understood it. He knew what the fuck they were doing.
2: Yeah. It, oh God. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's 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 another thing from it, uh, where he said uh, the leftist is not typically the kind of person who whose feelings of inferiority make him a braggart, an egoist, a bully, a self promoter, a ruthless competitor. This kind of person has not wholly lost faith in himself. He has a, a a deficit in his sense of power and self-worth, but he still, he can still conceive of himself as having the capacity to be strong and his efforts to make himself strong, produce an unpleasant behavior, which is interesting because it's like a symbol of strength. Like it's activism. Mm -hmm. Activism is always like, it's not like Martin Luther King where it's just like peaceful protest. Like we're going to March Mm -hmm because of this thing we believe in as opposed to now where it's just like, we're going to burn down most of Chicago yeah, because we have something to say. And it's like, well, w- w- when you're like occupying public and private spaces and scaring the fuck out of people, yeah. like you're not going to, how many people are you going to get really convinced with fear? <laughs> you know, I don't, yeah. I don't think that has a, a successful history of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah he, it, It'll produce, as he says, unpleasant behavior. Yeah, because people won't just sit and rationally talk with each other yeah. without yelling insults.
1: He so Ted Kaczynski was a person that was totally against technology. He 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 talked about art, artificial intelligence, how it's going, how it's going to be the downfall. He also says that the more we creep into society, we become more miserable. Uh, he says uh, we have artificial goals that don't create fulfillment because they, satisf- they, because they satisfy biological needs. So, what he's saying is the reason people are aren't as fulfilled because they're not doing things that fulfill something that's biological, like hunting and getting stuff for your family. Like people fear death more today than they did, like probably hundred years ago yeah because a hundred years ago like- well
2: they didn't have time to think about death in the way that we think about it now yeah because then it was like you wake up, you get water food and shelter mm-hmm. and you farm or you work mm-hmm. and and then you know and then you enjoy being around your family and friends and you take pride in your work yeah. And now it's just, no one takes pride in those types of things anymore. People are so detached from their families. People are so detached. They're, they, people are so detached from their own work, even though they're wholly dependent and like a slave to their own work.
1: Yeah, he's saying that we're we're just unnatural. Like, this is going towards... Well, that towards, is unnatural. It's, yeah.
2: It's one thing if, like, you're really dedicated to your job, mm-hmm. but it's another thing where you, like, you give up your, like, the best years of your life for some company. Yeah. It's like when you could be fucking, you know, taking your kids fishing or something or fucking dancing with your wife in the moonlight or something. Yeah. It's like something that fucking matters. Exactly. Create a memory. That's when you're on your deathbed, like maybe that synapse will fire and you'll remember when you dance with your wife, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Like one time and wherever you were like, that's, that's kind of what life's all about. It's not about like thinking back of like, you're not on your deathbed going to be like, I worked at Twitter for two years, and then you die, flatline. Yeah, you know, like,
1: oh, I got a thousand likes on this on this uh, post. <laughs> like,
2: no one remembers
1: that. You'll never remember no, that. No one cares. You'll remember those those days you were out at fucking Big Bend, having a good time camping. Yeah, making a fire. Like that's stuff that like the stuff that matters. and
2: knowing, and you can take comfort in knowing that your children can do the same thing when they're grown up. Yeah, and it's just Then you like, can actually die happy.
1: Yeah, and, and I still remember when my oldest son, I was I was teaching him how to make a fire. Like, I remember, I, like that's the kind of stuff, like, it, I don't know what it is, just like, I'm, I'm good at making fires. Yeah. Just put that out there. Great at making fires. Uh, the best at making fires. <laughs> but, like, just, just, like, doing, like, simple stuff like that. Teaching your kids how to do something like make fire. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a thing. You're not going to remember the fucking whatever you do on the
2: computer your Nintendo switch. Yeah. Like, like when you're with remember your our Nintendo switch, mm. I I'm old as fuck. I remember when my mom got us a fucking, a Nintendo entertainment system mm-hmm. and it came with a power pad. Yeah. And all, it, all I did was just burn through hours of my, my young life playing with it. And yeah. that's why I never became a gamer. Cause very, you know what? I, it was probably cause my mom made me go to like, um, I went to, like, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and shit. And I think I, like, you can't play video games when you're trying to, like, get your fucking merit badge and, you know. Yeah. Fucking knot tying or whatever the fuck it is. So, it's, like, learning skills and focusing on them and understanding why they're important. Like, you don't have time to fuck around with, like, dumb shit. Yeah. That doesn't fucking matter. Mm Mm-hmm because you, what are you good to do like teach somebody like all right here's a code to this fucking game he, you you don't pass that down to your kids yeah you like, games I, come and go i remember like playing video games like all day mm-hmm. and then
1: like you you look outside and it's already dark and, and it's like so sad you're like fuck
2: that's the whole day day's over day's over you're not going to get it back it's gone
1: that's it like you, you you'll never get that back Tech Kaczynski says he has a, he has another quote in there he says, we'll outsource decisions to computers until we no longer understand ourselves the decisions the computers are making. So we'll keep them around to keep the system afloat. At that point, the machines will be in control. Man, he yeah. just he just like, he fucking got it. He knew, he knew what was coming. He, he, out- he,
2: he most certainly did, and we're at that point now. I know people who are in those fields, mm-hmm. and for the most part, they're very optimistic people. Mm-hmm. you know, they want to take us into like a Star Trek type of future. Yeah. And they, they, but, they, but they, while trying to fight the sci-fi was a psyop. So it feels yeah. like, <laughs> I think it, it kind of was in in a certain way. Um. You know, and, but then he, then he has shit where it's like, I mean, he did say shit. Uh, but There's one part where he says it would be better to dump the whole stinking system and take the consequences. <laughs> but it, and then he would say th- there's a section called strategy where he said that uh, the technophiles are taking us all on an utterly reckless ride into the unknown. Many people understand something of what technological progress is doing to us, yet take a passive attitude towards it because they think it is inevitable.
1: I take it back. He, he was, that was, that, that's a well-written sentence. That's yeah. a, that's a, like I, I felt that.
2: Well, let me, let me finish the rest of the paragraph. He says, but we, and then he puts FC because that was like, Oh, it, Freedom Club. Yeah. Yeah. We FC don't think it is inevitable. We think it can be stopped and we will give here some indications, indications of how to go about stopping it. And then it, that's part of the strategy section. Yeah, it's, so 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 he puts up, a, he brings up a good point, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "And this is how we fuck up the whole system." Yeah. It's like, "Oh
1: no!" It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh so anyone that doesn't know what the FC thing is, he put on all the bombs that he would send out. He would use one of those metal punchers, and he would he would put an FC every one of them that he sent out would have the FC, and the and the FC stood for Freedom Club. And that's how they knew. They never. I don't think they ever said like whenever it was on the news. They never said. They never talked about the FC sign until like he was already caught. This was like when the, all the documentaries came out. They were like, "Oh, there's another FC thing." It was like in a wooden box, and then on the bombs would have the FC on it, Freedom Club. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think anyone was in the Freedom Club. I think he was the only member of Freedom Club. Yeah, he always says we, but who is we? There's no other person. I've never heard a conspiracy uh, about him. Like, oh, there was a co-conspirator. In, well, I, a I, I
2: think he wanted to put ideas out in the world. It was a Unabomber, not the dual bomber. Yeah. I mean, I think he wanted to put these, these ideas out in the world. And I think that was part of getting his manifesto published. Where, uh, I, guess if you, I guess you can consider that published. But it was, he's like, people will read this and they will wake up.
1: Yeah. He also, the, the manifesto, when, when they talked to him, they said that they took out pages of his, um, well, they, they took out, like, sections of his manifesto, so, like, the whole thing wasn't released. Like, how much did yeah. he fuck? There's 35,000 words. So you're telling me there's more? That's too long for a manifesto. But I guess he had nothing <laughs> else
2: going on. Well, well, here's your cake quote as well. It's like, As for the negative consequences of eliminating industrial society, well, you can't eat your cake and have it, too. That's it. To gain one thing, you have to sacrifice another. Yeah, because I. So think if his brother didn't turn him in, like, I mean, I mean, he could have started recruiting people. He could have, I don't know. He yeah, because he, he wasn't
1: that old when he got when he got caught. I mean, he could have
2: got more sophisticated, making bigger, more powerful bombs, making them faster, sending multiple. I mean, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. he seems he seemed bright enough to. I don't know. He he also
1: whatever he had he talked about the pharmaceutical companies. How he he said that how mood altering drugs are over prescribed often just to deal with psychological stress of living in the industrial civil society and that society's <laughs> intentionally made depressing. So, so more people use these drugs. I was like, dude, that's true.
0: That's <laughs> that's fucking, so true. That's
1: a dope line. <laughs> Holy shit. I never thought about that. Yeah. But you make society more depressing. So you, more people take the drugs. Yeah. God damn. Have you seen the hymns commercial? Like yeah. the hymns commercial where that I don't even,
2: I don't even acknowledge fucking hymns. I, 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 I find, I find that company to be, Completely insulted. They're they're
1: they're immoral. I would never have them as a sponsor because yeah. that, there's a commercial where it has that fucking fat like chick with the blonde hair where she's just like waiting at the door to get her antidepressants. I was like, man, there's like you can't live your life like that. This is mm-hmm. so depressing. Like there's a, the whole commercial, and then on the men's side it was just like for fucking dick pills. I think yeah. it's called hers and hims.
2: Yeah, I don't. It's I, for a hair loss and your dick.
1: Yeah. Like we're we're pretty simple. We just we just want to we, we just want to fuck unless your tech is in. So speed. just you just want to make bombs. Just eat
2: meat and squat and sleep a lot, and you'll your dick will work for a very long time. Yeah, and you know what? Eat, eat red but meat. But that's the thing. You'll a probably lose meat. a lot of your hair because your testosterone will be higher than your than people your age. And Dude. but you know what? That's that's. It's like me. Yeah,
1: I have too much testosterone. That's, so much. That's fine. Like, you know. Does someone want to borrow some testosterone? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, and then, uh, we're, we're, so there's this other quote. So he, this, this is what I was talking about, immortality. Kaczynski also said our obsession with uh, with um, immortality or living long lives is because of the lack of fulfillment. He, this is a quote I wanted to bring this up when we are talking about it. He says, quote, it, it is not the primitive man who has used his body daily for practical purposes, who fears deterior- the deterioration of age, but the modern man who has never had a practical use for his body beyond walking from his car to his house. Mm-hmm. Anyone that shoots on this manifesto is a fed. This is amazing. <laughs> the manifesto is incredible. Some of it is a little hard to get through. Like I mean, it's 35,000 words. What do you expect? He's not a trained writer,
2: I guess. Uh, well, I mean, it, I mean, if, if, you've, if you're able to graduate from Harvard with a master's degree, you probably know how to write.
1: Yeah, but like You'd him, know how to like communication absorb, skills. Uh, I think that's where, like, he doesn't know. I mean,
2: have you ever have you ever read like weird peer reviewed like college medical? Like, mm-hmm. ever tried to read any of that it's, shit? It's very technical and boring. It is filled with technical jargon. It's incredibly boring, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get through. Yeah, by the end of it, you're you don't even know if you understand a quarter of what you read. Yeah. I mean, that's because uh, I've tried to read shit like that, like shit on like the efficacy of masks and vaccinations and fucking like all stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I tried to read like during COVID and I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm not smart enough to understand any <laughs> of this shit. Yeah. But and le- unless there was like stats and, you know, like where they're just like, okay, this is what we tested and this was the results. Those parts I can kind of wrap my head around.
1: Yeah, that's so why I go, go on Rumble and read like or watch the videos from uh, Dr. Wolf. The fuck's her first name? She, like, broke down on the Pfizer articles. That's my mom's doctor's name. Hell, yeah. That would be cool. That was, like, her doctor. But, um, yeah, so this, like we were saying earlier, this whole manifesto is just, it's just based as fuck. I mean, it's not really a hot take. All of us, all of us love this manifesto. Obviously, like I was saying, we don't condone fucking bombings. So, don't take us down. Take us down. Whatever. Do whatever the fuck you want. Um... Yeah, so it's it's without saying that Ted Kaczynski's fucking right in jail. Like, that dude's, he was a monster. He really was. But his manifesto should live on. <laughs> like, two things can be true at, at, at the same time. Ted Kaczynski is currently serving eight life sentences at the ADX Florence in Colorado, it's a Supermax uh, federal prison. While there, like I was saying earlier, he befriended. Uh, Timothy McVeigh and Ramsey Youssef, the 1993 World Trade Center bomber. It it, it was like kind of like an MK Ultra bomber get together. That's how I kind of saw it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Like they were all they fucking sit MK and Ultra. Talk about, talk about bombs.
1: Yeah, I think when Timothy McVeigh set off the bomb at um at the Murrow building, it was at the same time he was setting off bombs. So he was probably like, "What the fuck? I'm supposed to be the fucking bomber." Which is pretty wild how many bombings were going on at the same or time. Or they met
2: and they're like, so, so, like, uh, when you connect the wires, did you like, solder it in place? Yeah. Or he's like, I use, I use bubble gum, and yeah. I found <laughs> that that had a more bit of a uh, flexibility and conducted enough electricity. Like maybe, maybe that's, Yeah, they were having those conversations. Was, maybe it was incredibly technical. Yeah. And boring.
1: It was. It was. It was. It was, it was like his, his writing. Yeah. It, <laughs> That would just be so. Like, imagine the three of them. Mm-hmm. Why didn't the like FBI hire those guys? Like, like we'll give you some immunity. You just help us make bombs to blow up kids. Like, we're gonna need your help, Mister uh, Ramsey, and uh, Mister McVeigh, and Mister Kaczynski. What was it? The the
2: Olympic Park bombers there too. <laughs> really? Yeah. What?
1: Like that? That isn't. It, it, it was, all,
2: all the bombers are there. Remember in the
1: 90s, like, saying the bomb was, like, that's that was, like, a... It was Da Bomb. Da Bomb. I mean, you can still go to
2: there a so many station in California, and there's a frozen burrito called the Bomb. You can you can do that right now for all our California listeners. Yeah. I'm sure California, uh, all my California listeners out there who've been out late drinking, and you mm-hmm. just, like, stumble into a liquor store, get a microwave burrito. Yeah. They, they know what the Bomb is. <laughs> or a Tina's burrito. Do we
1: we have so many California listeners. It's insane. It's insane. Though.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll show you our, our California numbers. It's I, I wanted to, wild. I'm going to do a trip out to California uh, mm-hmm. this year. So if any of the listeners want to like meet up and get hammered. <laughs> yeah. I'll Northern be out California there. the the Yeah, if you got if you're all in the Bay Area, I'll be out there. So we can we can figure something else. Hit us up and we'll uh, we'll try to figure Yeah, something hit me out.
1: up or hit him up. Like what what um do a quick plug right now. What, what what's your uh,
2: Instagram? Uh, I can be contacted uh, at skeleton underscore factory on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at SF podcast ATX.
1: Do a quick, do a quick plug on your, uh, your show. What are you guys talking about this week?
2: Uh, On skeleton factory, the episode 55, uh, which I have yet to record will be on the uh, film uh, ghost world directed by Terry Zwigoff, based on the comic and, and orthographic novel uh, of the same name. Uh, the movie stars Thor Birch and Scarlett Johansson. Steve Buscemi It is a delightful uh, lighthearted film. And I'll also, uh, I'm going to squeeze in the uh, Luke Besson film uh, Subway starring Christopher Lambert. Nice, nice. And I'm also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash skeleton factory. And there's a, uh, Patreon episodes there as well. Even if you don't become a patron, there's free episodes to listen to, but uh, supporting the show greatly helps me out. Yes. It helps me buy these cool sunglasses and uh champion reverse weave hoodies. Yes. So,
1: which I hope you guys can see all this stuff. I think we might've lost a portion of the episode for video audio. It's all there. It's all in the roadcaster. Um, you can find us, of course, Follow me on Instagram because Instagram is where I do most of my stuff. It's at con underscore men underscore podcast. Um, Twitter, a little smaller um, audience, but it's, it's at comment podcast one. I do post on there um, daily. Instagram, I do the most on. Uh, go to Patreon. You can find us on patreon.com forward slash comment podcast. We, we have a whole fucking library of audio episodes that you guys have never heard before if you're not in here and if you get it's three dollars a month for the lowest tier and you get everything on audio I mean you got higher tiers but you get the the ten dollar I mean ten dollar tier you get all the video you get all like you get all that stuff but if you can't afford that three dollars whatever and if you're having trouble affording three dollars you'd be like hey I really want to listen to that episode you had about
2: yeah, yeah so yeah I think we make things pretty. I think we're pretty uh, fair with people in terms of uh, our, you know, supporting the show.
1: Yeah, I. I you know? The whole point of our Patreon is to help us um, really build up this studio because we're we're doing this all independently. This is all us, no sponsors right now. And I don't know if, I mean, if there, we've been we've
2: been offered and we've declined for various reasons.
1: Yeah, we we we're we declining. It, it it just has to be a good one. That that I'll feel comfortable using, that I, w- I want to say every day, and I, I really want to. I have to love the sponsor. Also, sponsors pay shit. They do most uh,
2: sponsors pay shit.
1: I would rather have this thing crowdfunded. So, if you want, if if you really want to support the show, definitely Patreon. We also have in in the link tree, which I'll put on on the show notes. Um, buy a t shirt, get a hat. Get a fucking get a shirt for your, your girlfriend, a fucking tote bag, whatever. It's all in there. um, Yeah, and there, there's some like there's some cool stuff. Like there's a shirt with a uh, with all the um the Epstein paintings. We have the one with the uh, with the heart attack gun. We have one with just the logo. We have hoodies on there, like everything on there. So if you you, you want to support the show, plus want to look cool, like I we, mean, got, we yeah, got some
2: cool. Like, like that really nice hat you have on right now.
1: Yeah, right here. I'm wearing it right now. that's a sweet hat. So check us out. Uh, help support the show if you can. Just keep listening to the show because I I would much rather have a big audience where we can talk to people, create this community because it's fun. We have a great time here. I love writing the episodes. I like hanging out with Adam every week. We we have a good time here and I think we have a good thing going on and it's growing every week. We haven't had a week where where we're losing listeners. Like we did for maybe 2 weeks like back like a few months ago, but right now like the show's as it's it's getting like like we're as popular as we've ever been. So that's pretty cool that like people are tuning in and then they're like they're staying. Cause it tells you on, on my RSS, like how many people are coming back and it's more every month. So that's a good thing. It's great. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. So keep supporting the show. Keep downloading the episodes. Um, if you have any questions or if you want, if you have any suggestions, hit me up. I get, I get like hundreds of, of, of messages, but I try to answer everybody. I, I try to, I try to talk to everyone. I, I, I love talking to you guys. It's, it's, it, this is what's what it's all about. I'm not, I'm not a guy that's gonna ignore like people that are fans of the show. If you're fans of it. I'm I'm just stoked that so I'm not just talking into the fucking ether, I'm talking to actual people. That, so that's what's pretty cool. So yeah, hit us up. Uh, you have anything else?
2: Yeah, no, um, no, dude. Just uh, if you all, if you like movies, if you like cult films, if you like mm-hmm. horror films, sci-fi, indie films. If you don't know what to watch tonight, go to Skeleton Factory. Skeleton Factory podcast, and I will rescue your movie night one movie at a time. Hit him up in the DMs.
1: He, yeah. He will have, he has some information for you. I always ask him, like, hey, what do you, if, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest movie person, but if I have, if, if I have a question about movies, I'll ask him. Because, I mean, the guy's an expert. I'm not. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll we'll check you guys out next week. Stay safe out there. It's a dangerous world. Comment podcast to you guys.
0: Bye-bye.